0: From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Happy Endings After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 Two five six seventeen twenty nine, 17 29 And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Happy Endings After Show. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo-hoo! Bing is for doing and we're doing
2: another AfterBuzz show for Happy Endings. We're doing episode 8 and episode 9 of season 3. I am joined with Mr. Mike Carrier, he is a super fan of the show.
3: Mike, thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's just us, too. so <laughs> Yeah, you and I will have an intimate date, and we will discuss this program. Oh, okay. I'm kind of getting... Okay. Well, let's do that.
2: <laughs> so, you know, let's start. With, let's just start off on episode eight. So, we started with Comic-Con, and we started with Alex, and she was really excited about going, and she had mm-hmm. the parrot. The racist parrot. Tyler. Talk to me about
3: the parrot. The parrot just says the most offensive things you could possibly come up with, <laughs> such as... The parrot hates Mexicans, but loves their food. Mexican food. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: So funny. But tacos are good. I'm sorry. No, I love tacos. They're
3: outstanding. So, it's I mean, really
2: good. I, I love that they brought the parrot back into this episode, because we haven't seen the parrot in a long time, and unfortunately, the parrot, this may be the last time we've ever, we have ever see the parrot. Yeah, or sadly.
3: No. I my favorite character is now off the show. So,
2: what's <laughs> really your favorite character? Wasn't
3: my favorite character. No.
2: Oh.
3: <laughs> so yeah. So you know,
2: go to the parrot, and then we go into you know Dave and Jane and how they. You know, we're gonna go into that later. How they try to set Max up on his date, mm-hmm. but you know, back to that parrot. So like you know,
3: Alex leaves. Um, I'm trying to think. Didn't Dave he wrote her a song or something about? Dave did write a song uh, that was all about coming. Uh huh. It was a very con. sexual episode, wasn't it? It was very sexual. It was extremely sexual. And Alex was going to, uh, what was it? Rom Comic Con. hmm. Which is hysterical.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then they started doing different, uh, different jokes about Comic Con and different. Um, um, what,
3: what, what were they saying about that? All those different uh, festivals for different shows and whatnot, and- like, such so as James Bond Con. James Boncon, yeah, and then yeah. she tried to get, and she and then
2: Alex tried to get Max to go with her, and, you know, he's like, no, I'm not going to go. I have more things to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, back to the apartment, it's, um, when we get to more of the bird, back at the apartment, it is um, Brad and Penny in there. He kind of like horse playing around, and Dave sends a text message to, you know, to Alex to, you know, to come, come down to the garage or down to <laughs> the car. And Penny's like, that sounds kind of odd. She was the first one to actually call that out, which right. was
3: interesting. Yeah. She's good at calling that stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Pen- Penny shocks you sometimes, doesn't she? She does. She's a hysterical character. Casey Wilson's an unbelievable actress. Because
2: she kind of has just the right, like, at the, she's so spacey many times, but then certain times she's the one that kind of just brings things together. She can be brilliant. Yeah, she can. She and addresses can call you it for out. the audience, right? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, um, then, then they shove Alex. At, well, right before Alex leaves, they ended up, um, Brad and Penny end up breaking this little clay thing that she made. She had stepped out of the room and it just shatters into probably like, what, 10 or 15 pieces. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, we'll fix it while she's
3: gone. And then the parrot starts chiming in like, you broke it. Brad broke it. Penny broke it. Right. Right. <laughs> Alex comes back in the room and is terrified. She's like, wait, wait what's going on? What's the parrot talking about?
2: Yeah, and then they're like, oh, nothing, everything's fine, and they kind of, they just scurry her out of there as fast as they can. They basically throw her out of the apartment. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, they're like, well, fix this, blah, 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 you know, they kind of take care of it. And then, you know, to fast forward a little bit through that,
3: they buy a bunch of glue, they put the plate together. <laughs> super glue from uh, their super that's got extremely strong fumes. <laughs> and uh, it ends up killing the parrot. Poor Tyler. And then- <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad and Penny have no idea what to do. <laughs> so, so, But when
2: it happens, like, so they, they put the plate together, and, you know, they go sit back. You know, they're, like, j- they're like jumping up and down, dancing, like, mm-hmm. cussing out the parrot, like, hey, you know, we fixed this. We showed you. They look over, and, you know, the parrot's down there, and then they come up with this big scheme. And I was really shocked that Penny slapped Brad three times. You know, because he yeah. had different ideas. She's like, no, this is a dumb idea. No, this is a dumb idea. And mm-hmm. then that third time, he's like, I didn't deserve that. We had kind of that similar idea. <laughs> we had the exact same idea. You just kind of phrased it a little bit differently. Yeah, and then that scheme they had, like, what did you think of the scheme that Brad and Penny kind of concocted regarding the, I mean, that, that does kind of seem like a, kind of like a, like almost like a CSI Miami, you know what I mean? One of those, like they try to go above and beyond
3: to kind of disguise mm-hmm. the way they had. They're trying to design the perfect crime. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they're trying to cover up. Their tracks, and They've done something horrible. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> just push the parrot out the window. And she's like, no, because it's cold. He wouldn't have been flying. And then they
2: start saying he went on this. He was like, fuming. And then he pooped on the Obama Newsweek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the parrot's racist. It's a racist parrot. So he pooped. And then he just kind of made his way to the window and started, like, kind of jamming or jimmying it open because mm-hmm. he couldn't stand their diverse group of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then fell out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then they talk about having to clip his wings and all this stuff, and mm. I, I just thought it was kind of it was kind of sick though in a way when they threw the parrot out
3: the window they both felt terrible <laughs> and you could tell and they and Brad's fantastic he will always just shriek if he feels gross and he knew he was doing something terrible right there and you could hear the parrot hit the trash bags below in the
2: dumpster <laughs> like I, I really did love, I love that sound effect that they included yeah. in the episode this is a great touch and then and you know then keep moving through it real fast like when they when Alex found out like I
3: mean what was your thoughts funeral, on that well, the funeral itself the fact that she was throwing a funeral for her for her racist parrot was hilarious and uh, she had that slideshow going on in the background for the memorial of the parrot I just I loved each of those photos especially the photo of of the bird drinking with her
2: yeah you know cause she she the the that photo was up and then um right before that is in Penny and Brad they you know they both started confessing they couldn't handle they couldn't mm-hmm. take the heat and they're right. like it was me no it was me and they and then she's like you killed him and she's like I knew who did it but I didn't know it was you guys mm-hmm. and then she wrote the toxicology reports and or you know and she's just going right. through them and then she's like liver poisoning and they're like well, who did that and they're like and that's it's in right the behind that, you. that's in yeah. the joke came she's like well it was single de Mayo or he had a he uh-huh. had margarita like i couldn't <laughs> help it and then you know it just kind of went but mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cut kind of, and she she thought she'd actually killed him from heartbreak because they got into an argument about the Comic Con. Right. Or, and then you know, and then she's like, Oh, I thought he just couldn't handle it and mm-hmm. I was the one that broke his heart and he died. Which actually can happen to birds. Apparently sometimes you can break like um a friend of mine was telling me a story about a parrot, like like, so this parrot, like, the, no, this really related. So you can
3: break a parrot's
2: heart. Well, oh, yeah, so there was this parrot. So this guy was telling me this parrot, you know, hated him, right? Hated his guts, but like <laughs> loved his sister. And so they, they moved up north from LA. And so the parrot, when he saw the guy's sister, let's call her Jane. When he saw, let's call her Sarah. Sarah's yeah. either. So when he saw Sarah, he was just so happy. They had this really close, you know, they just really bonded really well. That, like, when she left that night and came back the next morning, the parrot died. Because it, it Just be, die, Yeah, so that's that's why I was like, oh, that actually has happened, or I've heard of that happen before. I know that sounds really bizarre, that but it sounds yeah. But yeah, so I mean, but you could tell you could tell Alex and and the parrot, you know, Tyler had a really close bonding that mm-hmm. they really you know, and mm-hmm. and she for some reason loved that racist parrot and the parrot really hated Brad, and Brad was like, Yeah, that parrot hated me, you
3: Because know? <laughs> <laughs> he was black.
2: Well and he made a comment too about Brad getting out of a limo. He said uh, when Brad was getting out of the limo, he thought he asked what team I played for. Yeah. And Brad... Brad really couldn't stand that parrot. Which is, again, really interesting that Brad was so sad when the parrot died. You know, you can show that Brad really does care about his
3: friend and mm-hmm. her happiness above all. It's important. I, I think that's what's amazing about the show is that everyone is actually genuinely, like, they have strong bonds as friends.
2: Yeah, and it kind of shows, like, you know, a lot of times when you get older, you, you tend to weed your friends out, and then you keep your yeah. core base of friends.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they, they've whittled it down to, I think... <laughs> the favorite people in their life. Well, and now, like, switching gears, now more like the little love side of this episode, like, Jane and Dave trying to hook Max up. Uh, That... You know that was
3: a fun storyline. It was creepy. It was
2: extremely creepy. Yeah, because they they ended up going to they ended up going to his bed and like waking him up, and he's like, "I smell masculinity." And he was referring to Jane. And then mm-hmm. he said he said Dave <laughs> smelled like uh, pepper or something, pepperoni, Peppercini. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I did have some." But it uh-huh. was just kind of funny how they were determined to set him up, and then the, you know they set him up with people that were exactly
3: like them. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was hilarious. That was fantastic. Like, yeah, Dave set him up with a guy who who played acoustic guitar. And kind of talk like a surfer dude. And then Jane sent him up with this woman who, or this guy who had. Looked like a woman. He looked like a woman. He had, like, was. not that Jamie legs?
2: or was it Ben? We wait, wait, hold on one second. I think we do have a caller right now. Oh, we do. do. We have a caller? Hello. Oh, is this Mr. Ronnie Superfan?
1: <laughs> What's up? <laughs> hey, Ronnie. Ronnie's What's calling up, all the guys? way from
2: New York. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing good. It's so funny that I got to uh, a quick minute here to talk to you guys. I was dying to talk about the show, of course. And always, as I told you, Thomas, from last season, my favorite thing about this show. Um, I think Jane has become my favorite character in a lot of ways. All of them are funny, of course jane is definitely the monica of friends type scenario Mm -hmm. but when you have jane and then teaming up with brad because as a couple they make the best team we all know this. that is why we love to watch them and then they were trying to set up max like this is funny for us as viewers to watch and i definitely love that storyline i also thought like it was really cool because as much as it's kind of like you know they want to fix max up Mm -hmm. we all know that from last season we loved the max grant storyline like that was funny So I think that kind of was was definitely good, you know, for the writers to make that happen.
2: Well, what did you think of you know Alex and Dave's pick? You know Jamie and Ben. I think Ben was.
1: Oh, you mean Ben was Alex? Similar to yeah, like I mean, I mean Ben. I think Ben
2: was one that looked like a female, and then and then Jamie was like literally playing it like a Lilith Fair, playing a
1: guitar. Like that's what he looked like. Yeah. I mean, they're they're crafty people. Brad is just as crafty as Jane. We just never see that because Jane dominates. You know, she could go into the organizer store and try to tell the clerk how to organize the organizer store. I mean, this <laughs> is just what is fun to watch.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, and they uh. really got competitive about it. Like they almost lost sight. They almost lost sight of Max and were thinking more about how they could win? How, how they could? How they could trump each other and find
1: the right person for Max? Did you? Did you notice that too? Yeah, it was. It's that you knew. But again, as viewers, we know that that's going to happen. You're mm-hmm. you're going to have the two of them competing. They have great competition. They're a great couple. um And yeah, they are going to clearly lose sight of Max. But it, it's sort of inevitable. But. It's funny, and I do like the way that they were um, pushing their own. It was almost like they were candidates, you know, pushing their own candidate for uh, Max to end Up. Pick my guy. My guy's better, or, you know, that that type of deal.
2: Well, you know, uh, <laughs> when Jane, I think it was Ben when when Ben um, when Ben had brought the plastic menu, and Jane's oh, yeah. like Jane's like, no, that's not that's not a bad deal. Why would? And she pulled that out of her purse, <laughs> and I'm I'm like, really, Jane? I'm like, yeah, that is pretty pretty bad. And then and then Ben's like, don't you don't get salsa on it, please don't. And mm-hmm. I'm like, really. <laughs> but I, I, just, I just thought it was funny that, you know, when, when Max, you know, kudos to Max, because he actually went above and beyond, was like, well, actually, you know, I met someone else out, you know, his name's Marcus. They got really offended when they realized that, you know, it wasn't their guy that he picked. And it was just really funny that they lost sight again of trying to make Max happy. They were trying to kind of battle each other
3: out and figure out. I mean, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, I I feel like they were almost trying to set him up with a clone of themselves. Like, they, they feel like they were putting themselves out there for Max to like, and Max was just rejecting them. And that was really offensive to them. Like They were really hurt by that.
1: And you know, Max, yeah, but, and, and, and how awesome is that for Max, though? It's like, okay, hey, you're going to try to help me, but you're not really helping me. You're only doing this for your own interest and to right. be your spouse. And you're going to do the same thing. Yet, lo and behold, hey, guys, I'm good. I'm doing okay on my own. So I thought that was a, a very, like, ha-ha-ha moment, <laughs> you know, for Max, at least.
2: Well, and yeah, and yeah. Max is doing great. Kudos to him. He found Marcus. You know, Marcus looked like a good guy. Like, he looked really happy. And then... Jane shows up with Ben and Dave shows up with Jamie and just kind of ruins, you know, the whole scenario. And the Marcus is like, well, I'm going to leave until you guys figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it kind mm-hmm. of ruined Max's date. and Max is really upset, you know. And then, you know, towards the end, you know, Dave and Jane went up and started, you know, they went up to Max and talked to him in his apartment and, you know, and they said, hey, we tried to get hold of Marcus, but then Dave got in a fight with them.
3: <laughs> and he gave him a haymaker.
2: Give a haymaker. And then Dave's like, oh, I got to go get surgery now because of the haymaker. I mean, I just thought that was funny because, you know, like, yeah, like we were talking about, like, they're all really good friends. Yeah. And they mean the best for each other. Unfortunately, these two characters, their egos get a- get ahead of themselves. I mean, what do you think about that,
1: Ronnie? Uh, you're talking about the whose egos? Uh, Brad about,
2: about Jane and um, about Jane and uh, Dave. Yeah, Their yeah. egos get ahead of themselves more than you know. They sometimes. It's, it's... Yeah, and it,
1: it, it's ego and it's all friendly competition. It's all for, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's definitely ego. That these people are—they're all friends, like you say. They run in a circle together, but they're very much they have each other's back, but they're also sort of selfish, you know, but that's what makes it work for this particular group because they all look the other way at times and they all count on each other in some weird way, but I, I thought it was fine and I, I mean, again, I am the biggest Jane fan. Going into watching this show last season, two seasons ago, I was not 100% Jane, but she is my Monica of Friends type deal and whoever could be the Chandler of the group, you know, would, would, would be my favorite uh, character as well, so it's a great show. I love it and who doesn't watching like watching a show about friends and interacting. It's what makes all of us have a great dynamic as well, you know. Right. So, I think what, I, it.
3: I think my favorite part of the show is that, you know, nothing is off limits and at the end of the day they're still all friends. Like they can never do anything that will actually hurt their friends.
1: I'm wondering. Let's hey, and a- listen, I think I think that's true, too. Like, I'm even experiencing this in New York. Like, I'm in New York City. This is, like, my first time away from home in, in this capacity, and you have your group of friends that you interact with. And I laugh because I think half of the times while I'm out here, it'll be like an episode of Happy Endings, you know, within my group mm-hmm. of friends. Or when it gets crazy it'll be like an episode of Girls like these are these, are all these TV shows work because they're so there's things that happen and that you can laugh at and then other moments like I said there's things that are just like whoa yeah. Ronnie how do, so really I, huh? so how do you really feel say how do you really feel I don't I really feel I know well I won't take up any more of you guys this time but I definitely uh, I, I could sense it was a guy's night so uh, if Kelly's not there and Spicy's not there I had to jump in and be the spicy one just for our, our spicy Maricella. but that's, that's how I feel and thank you guys for having me me i really appreciate it
2: no st- if you want stay in the line a little bit because um we're gonna do a quick um we're gonna hit some more stuff in a minute but i was just wondering do you guys have have you ever had your friends try to
1: set you up and it goes bad like this hmm um lately now more than ever yes <laughs> and they need to mind their own business because i'm a grown man and i am okay <laughs> yeah, it's fine. yeah but uh, for a sitcom purpose yes continue to have that on the show i love that type of stuff
2: Got it, and you know, guys, go to iTunes, rate us, uh, and comment, and tell a friend. It only takes a minute. Just be sure and rate us. We love the max amount of stars, and be sure and download us. We definitely love feedback. Thomas, I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna make sure I tell all my friends out here in New York. I'm gonna jam right now, but thank you guys for having me. And uh, I definitely am um, excited about AfterBuzz and you know the girls' uh, show and all all the things you guys are doing over there. I, I miss my LA peeps, but I'll see you guys soon from coast to coast. Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> Later. All right, bye. Yeah, so, you know, let's, let's go
2: into episode nine right now. So then, you know, let's talk about Brad and Dave and being a handyman. Like, what was your, you know, they, Brad, you know, from the very beginning of that episode, Brad, you know, felt... It was brought up to him that Jane demasculates him. Like, remember when she walked right. in the bar and Jane, and Jane was like, oh, I saw four cars. I got these drinks. Hey, Brad, can you get me this? And then he's, like, digging through the, his he's purse. His purse. Like, his little man oh, bag. Great. Which I yeah. thought, like, he,
3: he plays that off very well. His voice... Octave goes so high, and he just becomes so over-the-top effeminate. It's such a delight to watch. And he can pull it off, too, because he can play both both ends of that spectrum. He can mm-hmm. play super aggressive. He can also play super feminine, And it's hysterical both ways. But, yeah, they definitely wanted him to show that that weaker feminine side in this episode. And, obviously, because Jane is so controlling... Uh, that's that's what he's going to revert to because he's terrified of her.
2: <laughs> no, definitely. And I know it, it's that. That's what's so great about their relationship because they're such polar opposites in certain ways. But he balances her out, and she she nudges him when he needs to be nudged. Yeah, you know, she's like, hey, hey, babe, can you call? Can you call the guy to fix the light? I want to put the demo in. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, sure, I'll do that. And then you know, all of a sudden, he's like, wait, she doesn't think I'm a man. What, what's the deal with that? Mm-hmm. And then that's when uh, Dave and him are like, oh, we can do this, and they start to, you know, handshaking right. and all that. And it just doesn't go No.
3: They 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 plan on Bob Vila-ing it up.
2: <laughs> Which you know that's definitely like a throwback to like early nineties. I don't even remember watching the Bob Vila show. Of course. He would like fix up these houses in New England, you're like, wow, yeah. I can do that. And yeah.
3: And every every man wanted to be Bob Vila. I tried to fix my kitchen once and I tried to bob vila
2: it and I got Vila'd. let's just put it that way. Vila'd?
3: <laughs> yeah. Vila'd? Yeah, it was pretty bad. You got canceled. I, had, like to, I had to call hire awesome. a
2: husband, actually. It's this thing in L.A., and the guy actually assessed him and was like, you can fix it yourself. I had to restrip my cabinets. It was a mess. So I, I definitely went through a situation, very relatable, but <laughs> I know a lot of relatable things. It's a s- challenge,
3: though. It is a challenge when, when your woman wants you to fix something around the house, and you just say, oh, I don't know how to do this. I mean, probably right now what we would do is we would go online and just look at it, it yeah
2: well i was told it's so easy to fix this just like they just like you know brads like oh we can yeah, fix a demo right. we can put this in it's not going to be that hard i'm like oh i can do that Let's just let's just say the yeah. If you don't stain something properly, the fumes are very hard. To, yeah, they, <laughs> they don't. Can it doesn't dry. It could kill can a kill parrot, and right. you know I couldn't stay in my apartment for a little bit, so I had to oh, redo no. it. Yeah, that's the really relatable. But so you know they're, yeah. they're trying to. You know that's why I was watching. I was like, oh my gosh, this is. very I mean, this has happened to a lot of guys. I mean, in mm-hmm. women too, I'm sure. You know, you think you can take something on because you want to prove a point, and you can't. So they're <laughs> they're trying to fix it. You know, they fix the demo. They they get everything right. You know, they that they're both like tightening lefty lefty loosey righty tighty. You know, uh-huh. just like. Really, you know, adamant about it, and then you know they flip the switch and everything blows.
3: And Brad freaks. He shrieks. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm clearing my man throat. <clears> throat> oh, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> He's that, hysterical. That
2: was hilarious. And then yeah. you know they they try to fix it, and then it just creates a bigger mess. Mm-hmm. And then by the time Jane gets home, they had tossed the toaster. They were he was doing presses with the chair. I think Brad yeah, or something yeah. like that.
3: He he passed the uh, five lift barrier. He
2: was kn- on the 6. Well, and, you know, just like, you know, it all came full circle when he addressed it. He's like, well, I don't feel like I'm a man, Jane. I don't feel like mm-hmm. you, you know. And it's, you know, a lot of times it happens in relationships. A lot of, you know, a, a lot of women don't realize, like, they they demasculate their man. And it's not something that they mean to do, but it's like women can do everything a man can do. Well, 99% of things a man can do, right? Mm-hmm. There's just some genetic things that are a little different. But, but yeah, like, and a lot of times you have to let a man be be the man. Even even if you can hang the picture, ladies, you got to let the man hang it. If If, you know, if... If you, if you want to go, you know, you're going to clean the house, you, want, you, you can take the trash out. You know, have the man take the trash out, have him mow the lawn. I know you can do it, but it makes him feel important. we got to feel important. And that's what Brad was trying to prove. He's like, yeah. I am still need it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what she said. She's like, did you, did you, like, spray fart in this place or something? He's like, <laughs> well, kind of. And she's like, you know, you're the biggest fan, but, like, you're the yeah. biggest man out there. You know, you're perfect for me. And it just kind of reevaluated himself, which that does happen a lot in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jane obviously apologized. She did. For, for what she had. Done. And then they cut scene because it got, you know, got a little... A little not, sexual. Not really. They're
3: definitely the most sexual, I know. Yeah, they're always having sex in the bathrooms at wherever <laughs> restaurants they go to. But yeah, that couple's
2: outstanding. Do you remember when, they, when she when he was lying to her like a couple of episodes ago, and then he jumped in the tub because she was mm-hmm. going to... I thought that was... that, He's that in was the a business suit. That was the funniest thing, and he tried to hide it, and she caught him, and it just ruined the He's whole... He trying to hide the fact that he had a job
3: because he didn't want her to be the breadwinner. Again, so it was kind of a similar theme. I think that was uh, episode one of this season. I think that was episode one. That yeah, was Wh- a great episode too.
2: Which proves men don't ever lie because your wife or girlfriend will be more upset that you lied than what you did wrong. Yeah. Like that trumps everything. I have, yeah, I have two sisters,
3: and they'll find out too. You're never going to be able to hide it, and if you do hide it, you're going to hate yourself for hiding it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's true. Well, you know,
2: <laughs> I mean it's it's just it's a it's a lose lose, and you know uh, Penny and. And Alex were in a lose-lose situation. I mean, it, it kind of got... It, it was
3: a win-win, but then it got a little lose-lose. Like That's right. Yeah, they had a celebrity come in Winnie? to... Yeah, Winnie came in to Alex's store. Well, she's a famous pop star, and
2: yeah. And Penny was just, like, rambling on. And I thought it was funny because, you know, if, if, you, if you jam out to pop, you know, in your car, it's okay. Like, we all do it from time to time. Don't be ashamed. But some of those songs are just so, like... I fell in love with the love song, baby. You know, the words just don't make sense. and They're so dumbed down. They're and very that, cheesy. And it was funny that Penny was just, like, singing these random things that, you know, obviously the writers did a really good job yeah. incorporating. And it just made me think of all these songs. I'm like, wait,
3: that does sound like this song. That sounds like that song. It just, yeah. It, oh, yeah, she was criticizing all those songs, but also embracing them and just showing how much she loved those songs. You could definitely see her, like, singing in her car and dancing in her car to those songs <laughs> that she's pretending to hate. At that time, I did the same thing. Oh yeah, I listen to boy bands in my car all the time. I listened to uh, listen to it all.
2: Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> and then when and then you know Winnie Winnie had bought the shirt. You know the dress. Excuse me, the dress because she was going to go on a date, and she had told Alex. She was like, "Hey, I'm going to go on this date." You know, the only person that she had told. And then Penny is like, "Oh, I'm the PR. Was we can spin it. This is going to make your shop amazing." Mm-hmm. So they tell the publicity. They tell the paparazzi like, "This is where it's at." So they go and check it out. Well. Winnie's date doesn't like the idea that it becomes paparazzi, and then Winnie flips out, and
3: it becomes, like, a big, you know, right. scene. Her date leaves. She blows it, up. It, yeah, it, it breaks her heart. She's she's treated like a normal person, you know? She's not a huge star. She's actually just a, a regular girl who wants a guy, and the guy leaves. So she's heartbroken. Which shows that
2: she's, you know, just as normal as anyone else deep down. Right. And she blows up, but it also blows up Alex's business. Mm-hmm. And she starts doing really well, until one day
3: when... Um, miss Winnie walks in and you
1: she sees
0: know,
3: the fact that her face is on all, all these clothes just making fun of her for freaking out and becoming a psycho tramp which is funny that was a jacket and, yeah and then alex is so
2: dumb like so even even penny was like oh my gosh i'm sorry we gotta fix this and then alex is like i'll give you a jacket and it's a psycho <laughs> tramp and she's like Picture, picture now and yeah. then penny's like no stop this has to <laughs> like it's like alex like i don't get she really is that dumb like that she, like the parrot she would have believed like that she had killed the parrot she right. would she wouldn't have thought she wouldn't have thought it would have been brad and penny but i mean it, she's just i love how she plays off being that dumb yeah kind of like married with children um christine Applegate, she was that dumb oh yeah it's super naive
3: but lovable yeah because you can't hate her but you're like girl how'd you Damn, yeah, okay. they definitely play her as a stupid character, but she's so lovable and she's so funny <laughs> that you can't hate her for it. And
2: then, you know, they, they try to ambush, you know, the paparazzi, and then Penny walks out. She runs into the car and hits her head again. So I wonder if Penny's going to return. This is a really good question. I wonder if she's going to return with, you know, like a head and neck brace again. Oh, that's again. right. Because she's just gotten out of it like a couple episodes <laughs> ago. Poor thing. I know. She's in and out of the hospital, that penny. That's Pobrecita, that's poor girl in Spanish or poor thing in Spanish. But she, um, and, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, as a paparazzi's focused on her, you know, Alex walks out with Winnie, you know, the, sorry, they run out, and they go to, like, to the little
3: the little um, roach coach or food truck that yeah, Dave they go to Dave's, Yeah, they go to Dave's food truck. and steak VIP hide. or something, I think is what No, it's. no, it's uh, stake, stake Me Home Tonight. Steak Me Home Tonight, that's right. Stake Me Home Tonight, me right. home tonight yeah. Where everyone's a VIP. Everyone's a VIP, according to Dave, but... Uh, Winnie, the celebrity, uh, the pop star just wants to have, you know, a, a normal date with her man. And Alex cut her off then, which is interesting. She's like, no, Dave, not now. Like, that's funny, because... People check her, but she
2: a lot of times has to rein Dave in. So mm-hmm. I love how I love how the writers have done a good job with the characters to where they all kinda of rein each other in and balance mm-hmm. each other out really well. Yeah. And you and you see it in like the simplest of, of times, you know. Um mm-hmm. you know, and she even tells Winnie, um, Alex tells Winnie she's like, Hey, by the way, like I'm sorry, you know, I promise I didn't tell the paparazzi you're right in here. And then, you know, Winnie's Prince Charming shows up and, you know.
3: There's a happy ending.
2: It was definitely a very happy ending, and maybe even more of a happy ending. And then, you know, <laughs> Dave's like, oh, I'll go drive. You know, I'll leave you guys right, alone. Right, right, And that kind of solved. But I really wonder what's going to happen to Penny. Um, but then, you know, th- so that date worked out. And then the next mm-hmm. thing is, you know, Max. And Max is
3: having problems oh, trying yes. to figure out which gay he is. And Alex and her friend, is it Derek, I think? Well, at the beginning of the episode, Max is having a hard time. He 's trying to convince everyone that he 's retiring from being gay, and he can't even get the words out of his mouth. I know he's like, "I love a penis right. I, lo- <laughs> I love chicks with
2: yeah, he's having a really hard time, and he just keeps and then and then the other guy, I think his name's Derek um, if, if it's wrong, yeah. you know tweet us let us know at Thomas Guide um, what's your Twitter name by the way, your Twitter handle the Mike Carrier. So Mike Carrier tweet us, let us know if we're incorrect. But we think it's Derek. Yeah. You know, so they, so Derek's just trying to like, just kind of school him and you know, correct him, and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. And you know, poor poor Max is just like, it's not having it. So you know, Jane's like, I'm gonna fix this. Super oh, Jane, Woman.
3: yeah, I know. She's super competitive and she wants to make sure that she can get him out in the field, in the gay field, and make sure he finds a good mate. And so let's, so then they 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 kind of get a map of Chicago. They get it. a hilarious map of Chicago that has all the different gay bars on it. And they decide which ones they want to go to. And do you remember what the first one was? I remember the second one. What was the second one? The I'm second, second one was ginger snaps. Oh, and then, was, then they, oh, they had all the redhead snapping. snapping. I loved they were just it. Snapping in the room. I loved it. it was hysterical. Then the third one was uh, chameleon, where it looks like there's nobody there, but actually this but guy then in with the wallpaper. It's super creepy. I know. Yeah, that was
2: that was oh, that was hilarious. And then they just kept like weeding out the bars and crossing this out as mm-hmm. they went down. And then, you know, finally Max was like a uh, beer and bowls. And he was like, Oh I love beer, I love the bulls and it's a lesbian bar. Yeah. And poor max he goes up and he's like oh you know dang it you know and the girl's like what i was born this way i love the bull. Uh, no it wasn't the bulls it was the magic she's like i'm she's f- from orlando i'm from orlando i love the magic get over it like uh-huh. i was born this way and it was kind of a take on being gay cuz you know like lady gaga has that song which I was also very relatable mm-hmm. where it shows it talks about like you know you're born this way you know so people choose to be gay but she's saying, you're born this way and the girl kind of puts the flip on it like i was born this way i like the magic get over it i just thought it was kind of like a funny but anyway, making joke of that. Mm-hmm. But so then after that, you know, they,
3: you know he's just kind of doomed and, you know, he... Um... He's hit rock bottom. And that's the next bar that they're going to go to. Which so says Derek, yeah. But then they eventually come up with a, a solution for Max. They tell him, you know, Max, actually, you don't have to try to find a group to fit in. You can just create your own group. hmm Which he'd... he... He would... does. I know. A really strange one that he puts in the paper... It was, and it was upbeat walruses, I think. Optimistic red velvet. Walrus,
2: Optimistic red velvet walruses, which is yeah. really funny. He was the only one there and his <laughs> friends himself. go there to show up, you <laughs> right. know, and they go there to, you know, give him support and all that. And then mm-hmm. he's just like, why are you guys here? And he's like, oh, you know, you know, you know, I think Alex is the one that explains. She's like, because we love you and yeah. we love you for you. And, you know, we're just here to support you, which is really good, you know, being friends. Like, you know, when I first realized, I was hearing this before we went on air. Yeah, When I first, you know, realized I was gay, I went to a gay bar and I kind of the same thing as as Max, excuse me. I was, I walked into this bar in Austin, Texas, and people laughed at me. They were like, you don't fit in here. You know, there's a straight bar down the, down the street. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah. yeah I just it's thought, terrible.
3: It's it's a horrible feeling when you're an outsider and you don't feel like you belong in in a group.
2: Yeah, and it could be. And, and I really lit up to what he went through because I think I was age 24 when I went through that. And I'm. I'm 25 now. I'm actually in my 30s. but um, <laughs> You're 25? No, I'm 31. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> okay. so, so we so, – no, but I kind of related to that because like, y- you know, in, especially in, in the gay and lesbian community, it can be very clicky. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you don't know the clicks or you don't know how things go, it can be very difficult. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally have been there. You know, I've walked in a place – no one talks to me. You know, I, they, you know, people actually came up to me and were like, are you lost? You don't, really don't belong here. You know, yeah. there's this bar over here you should go to. And then I kind of figured it out and kind of, and it, and it worked out. But that's kind of what. How did it work out? Did you eventually just try to feel comfortable well, with yourself? so that night, like, I was at this bar called Rainbow Cattle Company. I called it Cattle Call. I don't know. And, so and this, like, this, so this lesbian walked in. This lesbian lady walked in. Obviously, lesbian lady. That's double. But she walked in and she was <laughs> like, right, we got laughed in the background. And she's like, are you lost? And I'm like, I wish people would quit telling me that. And she's like, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, I mean, like, I, you know, I'm gay, I'm here. And she's like, you're at the wrong bar. You don't go to this bar alone. And she explained, like, you go to this bar if you're with your friends or you want to hook up. And I was like, no, I'm just here to have a good time. And she's like, then you need to go to Rain. Go to this bar. It's a bar on Fifth Street in Austin. I don't know if it's still around. And I was like, cool. And then I had a good night. But she was like, this like, fairy godmother, ha ha yeah. for lack of a better term. But it was pretty cool. And that's kind of what Max, in a way, went through. And, he, and his friends were trying to help him out. You know, yeah. and I think a lot of people, a lot of people do go through that, especially in, in the gay and lesbian community, because you're just trying to figure out, you know, trying to get your bearings and kind of like retrain things.
3: Yeah, I think there's a lot of different subcultures, especially in the homosexual community. And it's hard to find which one you fit in with. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, if like say if you're in that group, you're not going to accept an outsider. So, I mean, that's probably the scariest moment. And I think, you know, this just relates to, to everybody, not not just homosexuals. It just relates to anybody who doesn't fit in yeah totally and yeah. I, I never found a snappy ginger bar I'm kind of disappointed a ginger snap <laughs> bar
2: we, you can make one I want to make one make a group and you know and then it was funny because there was an optimist to, so that one guy walked in before <laughs> okay. um, I can't remember it his was, name on top of my head it was a
3: cute guy yeah, he's handsome, it, yeah. very
2: handsome. He walked in and, you know, Maxim hit it off and he's yeah. he's in the same boat, which shows, you know, like you had said, just all people, a lot of people sometimes don't feel they really fit in for whatever reason. You move to a different city or for, you, I don't know, you, you just don't have friends or whatever. You, mm-hmm. you know, you try to fit in. The guy was in the same boat, you know, and Max is like, cool, well, welcome. And then this optimistic walrus walks in <laughs> and he's like, you know,
3: this sucks. No one's here,
2: but I bet it's going to be a good night, which yeah. is really good writing. Yeah.
3: It's hysterical Some. <laughs> Some old, what is it, optimistic red velvet walrus. Which I Stole thought was, them. and then, you know, they kind of ended the whole episode, which I, which I laughed at,
2: because, you know, they played, like, which gay, which gay is everybody. And Derek started calling out, what did he say? He said Penny is the, Oh, what did he call her? He said, i was no. laughing. No, they said Alex is a sloppy twink. And so if anyone doesn't know, a twink is a very skinny guy. Probably, he was probably, let's say, like a 5'9 guy that weighs like 100 pounds. That would be a twink. Am I and, a twink? No, you're not a twink. What am I? I don't know. Let, let's get there in a second. You <laughs> okay, put me on the spot right sorry, now. Sorry. So Alex is a sloppy twink, and then um, Dave is, and then Dave's like, "Oh, I'm the scruffy power bottom," which means <laughs> like, oh, we're not get into that, but it just means like he's no. We'll get into Never that. Never mind. But so then Brad, and then Brad has, says, "Do me." Brad's do like, me. "Do me, do me," and then the guy's like, "Oh, I could." And Brad yeah. got like really uncomfortable, and it was funny how Jane, mm. yeah, Jane kind of <laughs> laughed at it. It was kind of yeah. I don't know. I would say. um... What are what are the different? I would say Scruffy Otter. I would say Scruffy Otter maybe. Scruffy Otter. What are what are the different
3: ones? Because he listed probably ten.
2: He Do said you know Scruffy Powerbottom. He said um, I can't read my writing right now. But he said Scruffy Powerbottom. He said Sloppy Twink. Um, but well, like just in general, bear. Okay, there's bear. There's cub. hello, there's bear. There's cub. There's Twink. There's let Thomas, explain them. What's that? Explain them. So a bear, What's a bear. So a bear. So a bear would be like a, like a big guy, like that, like kind of has a bear, like a belly, like a bear and like hairy, like probably hairy bear, thirties to sixties, let's say, right. Okay. An otter would be like like I've been called an otter because I'm hairy, but I'm not like big yeah so and then a cub would be like like a young bear type per- like like probably in his 20s which is not as big as a bear okay. and there's like subgroups like people will go out like you know
3: looking for cubs or looking yeah. for
2: otters um there's that there's that the twinks which we which you describe are usually like really skinny and they're like oh my gosh i got really, did you do that Ugh. like okay. that they're the people that that like can we say flip a bitch but they flip a bitch like all the time <laughs> yeah there's kind of like like that like very it's like like that, what does like really, hey, bitch. So anyway, <laughs> I'm totally gonna get hate mail right now. But uh, but I have twe- I have all kinds of friends, so it's all good. Okay. But you know, there's that, and then yeah. there's um, and then I guess you have like butchier guys and stuff like that, where you know they're you know they kind of just um they're just guys that are that are gay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, you also have like the trannies, you know, which those are men that you know, dress as women. Um, then you have lesbians, and a lot of times, which is interesting, when, when, when uh, Max went to the gay bar, to the lesbian bar, yeah. to the bulls, I was going to say bulls, bulls and beer, I thought they were going to get into a fight because a lot of times lesbians and gay men don't get along. Seriously, and lesbians a lot of times tend to fight. Wow, yeah. So I just thought that was really. I mean, both of them just don't because because again, if you have like a guy that that is a little femme and gets snappy, Mm -hmm. and a more um, masculine female's there, she's just going to knock clock him. That's right. You'll see that happen. I'm not saying everyone's like that. And then with women, you have so you have women that that are a little more masculine. Mm -hmm. Then you also have women that are they call them like lipstick lesbians, where they they're just very feminine, but they just happen to like women. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's kind of like a broad spectrum but you know that's this yeah. is a great lesson
3: on <laughs> um, homosexual
2: yeah <laughs> after buzz exclusive but um but yeah so I, I thought that was a really interesting episode how they brought it all together and you know it's really interesting to, sh- to see your point about it because it can relate to just about anybody mm-hmm. and the thing I liked about it, though, was, you know, I re- I, for some reason I relate to Max in a lot of ways, and Kelly actually relates to Penny in a lot of ways, and we kind of joke about our friendship mm. and how it, we, it's just so similar and funny in different
3: ways. Right. Well, what I love about the show is that, you know, Max is actually my favorite character. Obviously, he's homosexual, but they're not making fun of homosexuality. They're, they're embracing it. Well, they're putting a different side to it because Max is a gay you never see on TV. Yeah. Because when I realized I was gay, I was like, I, I'm not like that. Like, how am I going to be, how am I gay? Like, I'm not, I don't fit that. Because right. there's, there's a stereotype. There's a stereotype out there about homosexuals. This mm-hmm. is the way that they act, but this is a completely different character. This mm-hmm. they completely breaks the mold of a homosexual on television. It's hilarious to watch. Well, which character on here do you identify with the most? I think Max is hilarious. He's, he's, he's you know, he's a cynic. Mm-hmm. Puts people down all the time, but he's so and he's so funny about it too. I like, know, but he's also super sad. And he's also really vulnerable, mm-hmm. and that's who I relate to the most. What about you?
2: I, I obviously Max. Yeah, Max yeah. is the one. Um, you know, just his just his life story, just a lot of things that happen, and yeah. just how, like a lot of things about him, like you know he is gay, and you know he's kind of struggles in a, you know his professional career. You know, I think all of us have been well in professional wise have been there different periods of our okay. lives. But he, he is very relatable and like he defies a lot of stereotypes, which is also what I love about this show. That mm-hmm. it th- again, you know, all the characters they ground each other different ways, and a lot of them defy stereotypes in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, like um, let's get into some predictions real fast. Some some what? predictions. So at For the what's end, what's gonna happen? Yes, yeah, so we do some predictions at the end of the show. Um, we have no music today, huh? No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The prediction button doesn't want to work. So. Oh
2: man. Okay. We'll Okay. So let's do some predictions. So what
3: do you think is going to happen on next week's episode, on next Sunday's this episode? just a completely random storyline? Yeah, it's, it's your, whatever Nothing you think is going to happen. They're going to go to a Chicago Cubs game and get stuck outside, and they're going to be doing the uh, tailgating, and someone's going to get lost. Oh, who do you think is going to get lost? you want to be as vague as that? No, no, just whatever you think, like e- each Alex character. Would get, Alex would get lost, and somehow she would find her way to the VIP section. Of uh, of the stadium That's my thought <laughs> She finds love In the VIP section And uh, Dave wants to get a hold of her And uh, he can't get in touch with her And he sees from outside He sees them kissing on the kiss cam And it rushes him
2: <laughs> I'm going to write
3: this I'm going to go home and I'm going to write this script And I'm going to send it to them
2: I wonder if Alex and Dave are going to have some issue because they haven't had any issues in their relationship, like, you mm-hmm. know, this episode. So I wonder if there's going to be some kind of tiff, or, or, Al, or you know, Dave's going to be like, hey, I'm the man because of X, Y, and Z, yeah, and try to prove that. And then I wonder if, like, Max, I just kind of, I think his, if they're going to take a break on his dating life, or if there's going to be some, like, maybe that guy that he met that night is going to be like... He'll be he'll be the new guy that he's dating that everybody loves more than Max or you know there's, yeah. I wonder if that's going to be some way to because st-
3: go ahead I feel like yeah I feel like maybe they're gonna they're gonna take a risk with Max's story like maybe he'll he'll fall for a girl like maybe he'll he'll you know think he wants to settle down in an episode with a woman and have a have a kid and <laughs> uh, and then he'll realize at the end of it that he's not interested because he in loves penis yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, I'm really curious what you think is going to happen at the end of the series do you think that Dave and Alex are going to get back together. I don't, I I honestly think, I could see Dave and Alex getting back together at the end of
2: the series. I could see them getting mm-hmm. back because it'd be a good storyline and it would shock people. Because, yeah. I mean,
3: I guess either way it would go well, but I, I want them I want them to work it out. I really do. I could see them getting back together and then this time Dave leaving the wedding. Mm-hmm. And that's how they or, end the series. Or Penny getting jealous and breaking up the wedding. Does anyone object? And Penny's yeah does something crazy.
2: That would be great. <laughs> Well, you know, that does it for us tonight. You can follow me on Twitter at ThomasGuide, T-O-M-A-S-G-U-I-D-E, and you can dazzle Mike at TheMikeCarrier. All right, thanks, you guys. Have a good night. Catch us next time.
0: From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.